Welcome in, everyone, to this week's Five Aside, where we are back with part three of our supporters group shows. And tonight we are featuring Footy Mob and All Stripes. And we've got three representatives from those groups today. We've got Curtis Jenkins, not Jones. <laughs> fuck that one up i'm on point tonight I've, i'm really sharp tonight from footy bob uh we've got uh norbert berman from all stripes and we got david profit from all stripes as well and david with your last name being yes. what it is can you prophesize where atlanta will finish this year and will chelsea uh football club ever be good again <laughs> my my prophecy on Atlanta United is that we are going to be better than last season. That's good. That's a good generic answer. Bold that's take. good. That's safe. No, I, that's pretty safe. I think that is good. And and just slowly moonwalk hey, out I, of the room when it comes to the Chelsea question, okay? Because there we, is we no, are a, there is no right answer. There. We are a safe space, and that is the safest <laughs> answer I have ever. Heard. We will be better than last year. I mean. Good. Yeah, I mean, given the last few years that we had, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Um, yeah. Anyhow, tonight everybody is here with us. I'm Glenn. We got Jennifer. We got Kat. We got Curtis. We got Norbert. We got David. And um, we're going to talk a little bit more about each of these groups. If you would like to learn a little bit more about supporter group history, the culture, the TIFOs, the scars, where it all started, scroll up a little bit. Go back to these uh, Gulch episode that we did, oh my gosh, way back in December of 2023. You know, that seems like it was 10 years ago. Well, it was. I mean, January was such a long year, you know, but we made it. Time is a flat circle. It has no meaning anymore. But anyhow, go and look uh, back at that one. But um, just to briefly kind of touch on it, um, and I'll, I'll toss this up to whoever wants it. Um, Curtis, David, Norbert, whoever, Jennifer, you want to jump in too? Just a kind of brief overview of what the Gulch is, kind of maybe how it came about and its overall kind of like its MO, its goal. Like, why did we need this thing? What is its purpose? What are we doing here? As David is the newest Gulch representative, I think he should answer that question. (laughs) Everyone's throwing David under the bus today. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Go for it. You know, I think that bringing the supporters group together to liaison with the club is the big Gulch, you know, purpose, but it is about supporting Atlanta United Mm -hmm. and I think um, supporting the Atlanta community. And how are we... Is it? It's basically more or less a way for all of the supporters groups to send a message, communicate with the club, as opposed to having like five different voices, like we have on this pod tonight, all vying, <laughs> trying to grab the mic, as it were, to arrive at a point of understanding that maybe we all have our our unique needs, interests, things we want to do, but there's a lot that we have in common that we want or need from the club. So to have that kind of singular conduit, I guess is the right word to use, to be able to communicate those ideas and concerns or whatever we need to with the club. Is that more or less the the genesis of it and how, how it came about and why we need it? Uh, I mean, somewhat. I mean, you're not wrong. It's great that we have a singular voice for those things where 
we're all together. We're all trying to figure out how can we accomplish the most for all of us, but also just to honestly support each other. Uh, what's the point of all of us buying the same red paint for TIFO when we can make one purchase and we share it? What's the purpose of us all trying to figure out who owns the drums in the pit when we can all pitch in and help carry that load together rather than one group or the other trying to shoulder anything in particular? So not only does it help our relationships with the club, it helps our relationships with each other. And then it allows us to more equitably share the load of supporting because we all have day jobs. Uh, and this is effectively a second job that we do for free. And anything we can do to help each other take that load off of each other is great. It's a lot of work that I think people don't understand. I think each group brings, you know, you know, because the groups are made up of individuals with different and unique personalities, right? Every group is bringing some sort of, you know, different energy and different thought process to the table so that when we put all of that together, you get a much more cohesive, but also inclusive vision in, you know, in, in being able to offer opportunities of different ways to support the team. So whatever shape your fandom takes for Atlanta United there's a home inside the Gulch and the Gulch is all working together to be the best expression of all of that. My question was just going to be to any of you guys, was there a specific circumstance in the, in the last, you know, six, six seasons where you felt like there was a, a specific amount of division that really warranted bringing everybody together? Um, like, can you, you know, is there any one thing that you're just like, man, I wish we all talked. And like you said, you mentioned, uh, you know, doing the, the, the TIFOs and everything, but was there any particular time where you're just like, I wish that we all were together because there there's uh, in the beginning, I feel like when I, when I joined uh, both groups that we actually have on tonight, um, it was to have a sense of togetherness, but at the same time, you could kind of feel a little bit of like, and this is just my perspective. Maybe there was a little bit of that like high school lunchroom thing where they were like, oh, you know, these guys are over here and these guys are over here and everybody had their own opinion as to, as to, I was like, oh, because everybody asked me, they're like, oh, what is, what are all the different ones about? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, these guys are this, and these guys do that. But I like the idea that we can, you know, separate yet to gather. And so I was just wondering if there was, if you guys had any one circumstance that said, man, I just wish we were at least had, we were all under one particular umbrella for, for any one thing. The thing that, that struck out to me when I, cause I think I'm out of the group here, I'm probably the newest to the supporter community as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, so the thing that struck out to me when I first got involved with all stripes was just the need to kind of break down. I, I think the, the lunchroom is, is a great analogy. I think that there was a need to kind of like pull that pull down some walls between between groups just foster more communication because we all have the same goals the same overarching goals but we all kind of do some slightly different things as a group so some folks may concentrate more on creating a family environment at, at, at tailgates other folks may concentrate more on um, community service and items like that which all the groups do actually um uh, work with uh, different areas of the community. Um, but I think just to kind of break down foster the walls, foster communication, um, there seemed to be a lot of politics when I joined. Um, and a lot of these people are talking to these people, kind of like the things like, 
I didn't come from a large family, but I have extended family that is part of a large family. And like, there's always a little bit of bickering. So I think, but they all come around the dining room table. So I always saw the Gulch as kind of like a dining room table for everybody to kind of come around. Like we're not always all going to agree on everything and that's understandable, but everyone has joined this community and agreed to kind of like abide by the overarching community. And I think that's really kind of helped break down walls um, between the groups. So basically y'all got into the kitchen, you took some, you know, a a bunch of stuff out of your cupboard and decided to bake this big old delicious pie. And, you know, baking is hard work, especially if you're baking the crust of the pie from scratch, you got to cut the butter through the flour. Like it's hard. It's hard. So I look at the Gulch kind of like as a pie and every supporter group that's part of the Gulch as being an ingredient of this pie. So, uh, North. Who doesn't like pie? You had to pick pie. Like that's okay. That's your analogy. You pick pie. I love pie, man. And and I I hope tonight uh, we can express adequately all of our love for pie and why everybody else should also come get some of this pie, y'all. Like be a part of making a pie. And then you get to eat the pie. You get to make your pie and eat it too. Like it's fun and it's important. Uh, So the analogy that I've used is based on my very particular college. Uh, we They actually built uh, frat houses on campus and they could have parties. And they were all around this central square. So every party was different and you could hop from party to party, but it was all still in one place. So that's sort of the, the thing I've always had in my head is that mm. going mm. back to the beginning is that we're all right there in one space together you might want to be at this party for a little bit. Then you go, oh, what's going on over there? And you hop over there for a little bit. Then you hop somewhere else and you see your friends. And then you just kind of like make your own day and evening of it by just making your own adventure as opposed yeah. to being left to only go to one party and, and that's it. And that's what we want is for people to hop around and go to Footy Mob for a bit, then go to All Stripes, then go see their friends at Resurgence and then all of those things make up the whole experience, not just going to one place and sticking. Yeah, it's it's interesting yeah. too that you say that because any tailgate that I've been to, and I don't, I don't, I mean, you do see everybody has their own tents and things like that. I don't see any walls. I don't see everybody like, hey, you stay over there and you go over there under your tent. No, I, it's just a bunch just, of people eating pie. Ev- yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it's your fingers out of the pie. Um, <laughs> But and then when you look at the and when you look at the su- the supporter section behind the goal, you see the individual scarves. But everybody's all mixed together. You don't see everybody divided up into little boxes based on what group we're in. And because at the end of the day, we all have that same you know uh, goal and that same togetherness feeling. Like you said, we're all at the same party. You know, um, we might have uh, some little side parties in our own frat houses to go back to but at the same time we're all at the same party so i i i have never felt division certainly at some of the places where i think that it matters you know specifically right there behind that goal i so i I don't see it so in that same vein then i'm going to pose this question to you norbert sure what ingredient of the pie would you consider all stripes to be and when we go knock on your door to crash your party what's playing in the what's the dj playing Oh uh, I have a uh, I have a better analogy if it were cake we would be the sprinkles yeah um, that is right up Jennifer's alley let me tell the you sprinkles yeah it. absolutely um, 
So yeah, so I think we bring I think we bring an important part to the not just to like the Atlanta soccer community, but to I think a sports community in general. Mm. And that is the barrier that a lot of LGBT plus folks feel in terms of being in part of the fandom. Um, I think a lot of times folks don't think it's for them. They, you know, um, they don't feel like they can be proud themselves in these, uh, to be as being part of fandom. So I think it's a very important thing that we do. Um, you know, and, and we have, we, I mean, we, we you, don't, you don't have to be part of the community to be part of all stripes. We, anyone that wants to come and have a good time and, and, and support the community, be an ally or champion of the community. I mean, we've had board members that aren't in directly in the community. Um, they're just super supportive of it and wanted to help us succeed. Um, so I think we kind of bring that. I think we bring a, a certain visibility for for folks um, that don't normally feel visible um, and that don't normally may not always feel like they have a safe space at sporting events. I think one of the things that I absolutely that I think almost I think this if I had to pick one thing that drew me to all stripes, it is the halftime meetup that we do at every home game where everybody meets at section 105. I love the photos. We I chat love for a couple of minutes. We take a big group photo. I love it. And we just kind of make sure we all know that we're there to support each other. And then we all go off to our sections and then start supporting the team. So that's what I think kind of all strips brings to the table for sure. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's that's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, one of the things that's super unique about, again, that's it's unique to soccer. It's unique to our, our team and unique to our uh just just everything is i think soccer was one of the first sports where i ever felt where i you look down and you just you see representation and you see representation for so many different things and mm-hmm. you know being yeah being part of the community myself and i i haven't felt that way in in any yeah. other professional sporting event you know um i i don't i don't know i don't I never felt as comfortable at Pride Day at a Braves game as I felt at every single game, at at every single Atlanta United game. Let's yeah, the visibility way. thing is important because I mean we just had our Pride Night for the Hawks, uh, who mm-hmm. I, I work for, um, and we shot off rainbow streamer streamers because the Hawks saw fit to actually win a game. It was a miraculous <laughs> thing, really. Yeah. Um, and, and it was lovely, right? And, and we did a lot of nice um, competitions focusing on, on pride and pride colors everywhere. Good on the Hawks for doing that. It wasn't the same. Does it feel there, like they're just checking can, a box it, sometimes? A, a little I, bit. I, and I do not want to denigrate uh, another Atlanta sports team and their efforts that they're, they're doing. It's appreciated. It's important. Please keep doing it. It's not the same as what I've experienced at at an Atlanta United game where it's like, wow, this is for real. They're, they're, they're yeah. doing more than ticking a box here. It's highly visible. And you just feel like it's you know, like you were saying with the Braves pride night at the Braves is a nice thing. You, you don't really feel it. One of the things that we being an official supporters group as of last year, um, the team actually like we, work with the front office quite a bit throughout the year mm-hmm. um, on pride messaging um, pride. They will, they will send us um, previews of pride merchandise that they're going to put out and ask us for feedback. Hey, did we get this wow. right? Is there something like that? We, so they're, they're the team in the front office has, a, has shown a very genuine interest 
in kind of engaging with the community. And I think that's, that's while we, why I don't ever want to say that we are the be all end all, like mm-hmm. there are LGBTQ plus folks in all the SGs. Yes. Um, so we are no, no, in no way the authority. And I'll always make sure to like make, uh, ask them that to ask other SGs as well sometimes. Um, or make sure or reach out to folks in other SGs to get their voices in in the conversation as well. But the our, our the Atlanta United front office is is very engaged and wants to get it right. And that's the thing that I they they want to do the best that they can. Mm. Um, and we've given them unsolicited feedback uh, a couple of years ago on their pride messaging. And but and they've we've given solicited feedback on things. So I think that they that, that that's something that also kind of helps us, you know. In, in, and being stay engaged with with the team and the sport for sure. This is why I love this. This is why it's so different than any other sport. And I realize not every team uh, goes to the level that Atlanta does. We're we're very lucky here. Um, and the and honestly, the team is lucky to have the people that support it too. It's a very symbiotic relationship. But you just don't get this with any other sport. And I love sports. I love all my teams. I love I love competition. But what you get out of this and what you get out of being a part of the community, being a part of a supporters group, I, it's unlike anything else that you're going to get from being a fan of, of anything else. This kind of feeling heard, feeling seen, and feeling like you're actually making a difference um, on the pitch and off. It's what's so unique and it's what we really want to sell to people about why you need to get involved with a supporters group and what it can do for your life. I know. I'm speaking just for me personally, but I'm sure everybody here can probably agree. I know Jennifer and Kat do that. Our lives are monumentally better uh, from where they were prior to being a, a, a fan of this team and part of a supporters group. We've made friends for life. Our lives are so much richer, so much better. Um, and, and we want to kind of preach that gospel and tell people that you can have this too. You can have all these experiences and you can enrich your life by being a part of, of this awesome community. And there you go, Kat. You were concerned that I wasn't going to say all of this that I had said before we started hitting record, but I made sure to, to, to <laughs> get it. That's good. Usually, no, I'm just really proud of you. Usually you leave the sap to me. So I'm just very proud of you. Oh, every once in a while. Every every in, once in a every yeah. once in a great while. So Curtis, I'm going to throw it over to you now and I'm going to ask you the same question. Although I think I know the answer to uh, one of these questions. We're knocking on your, we're knocking on your door, Curtis. We're going to, we're going to come in and we're going to come in and crash the footy mob party. Um, what what are we listening to, and and what what part of the pie do you see Footy Mob as, or whatever other foodie analogy you want to throw out there? Because apparently, we're uh, divided about our feelings on pie. So if we're going with the pie analogy, the way I figure it is like you know when you got a blueberry pie, and there's like the crust, there's like the blueberries, then there's like sort of that that sauce, the sauce part of the pie, the compote. Yes, the compote. We are that. Put it next the sauce. I knew it. That was for Jennifer. <laughs> so here's why I say that. Like, I think it was like uh. 2017, 2018. There was this random thread in the Footy Mop Facebook group where somebody posted a picture of themselves at a thing. And I think Reggie was in the background of the picture. And they didn't know each other then. And it sort of set uh-huh. off this whole chain of like, where did you hang out and what footy mobbers were in the room? 
So there would be all these concerts where people were at the same show. People were nice. at the same event and they didn't know each other. And yet we're still like end up in the same room. So I like to think of us as like that sauce that's just everywhere. And eventually you're going to end up in the same place because we just, we're just there. You're going to go to a meeting and somebody in the meeting is a member or knows someone who's a member. Right. You're going to go to your well, family reunion and grandma's going to have a clack fan. You're going to go yeah. somewhere and see somebody. And say, hey. they will be sort of aware of what Footy Mob is, or they're going to be a member. And you may not have met them person to person, but you're going to see that pin, the hat or something. You go, oh, I know that thing. And I'm in that same community with you. And now you aren't mm. alone at a thing anymore. You've got one more person there that you have something in common with. I had That's somebody. Cool. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. As for what's playing, if I'm DJing, it's nothing but Yacht Rock. It's just Christopher Cross <laughs> all day long. I didn't know that about you. Oh, I like that. I didn't know you liked Yacht Rock that much. Oh, I've seen Christopher Cross in, in, in concert, and it was fantastic. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> this this yeah. is my jaw, and my jaw is on the floor. Like, literally, yeah. I need to go get a shovel to scrape my jaw off the floor, Curtis. I had no idea you had it in I have Ride Like the Wind playing in my head right now. The fact that Christopher Cross used a flamingo as his totem when nothing about that man says flamingo in the least is magical and could only happen in the coke-addled early 80s. Oh, it's magical. It's the perfect reason to do it, just to throw people off. Always mess with people's minds. All right, so we're Yacht Rock and Blueberry Wet. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how I feel about blueberry wet. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, okay. It's it's like a it's like a lemon pepper wet reference, but it just feels so much dirtier. It feels so Yeah, weird. I know. I, I realize it after immediately saying it that it didn't like really come across uh, how I uh, want. Anyhow, um, it's Jennifer, so bring us back, please. Um, uh, okay. Good Lord. I don't know if there is coming back from that, Glenn. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I was um, just going to say, Curtis, one of those stories, I had somebody <laughs> literally track me down on one of the Footy Mob websites because I had the Footy Mob sticker, or uh, sorry, the magnet on the back of my truck. And evidently... <laughs> Evidently, it was to tell me to chill the fuck out on the road because I was apparently driving a little quick. And um, they said, does anybody know who drives uh, a jet black uh, oh, no. uh, Honda Ridgeline oh, no. with a, a particular license plate? I'm not going to put out what my license plate is. And I was just like, oh, oh, my God, that's me. I was like, did you see me? They're like, yeah, slow the fuck down. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was like, "Oh yeah, sorry. I was uh, I, I get a little I get a little lead foot every now and then." <laughs> as the as a founder of Footy Mob, a lead foot person myself, and a devotee yeah. of the Fast and the Fast and Furious franchise, drive go. as fast as you want. That's right. That's hey, I worked on three of those movies. I feel like it's just, I, I just inherited it. It's just, you know, I absorbed it. It's not my fault anymore. And if you join your a supporters family, group, if you join a supporters family. group on that line, you will not have friends. You got family. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. That was good. Oh, wow. wow. 
So, uh, Norbert, 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 David, do you guys want to just give us a little quick background? Like, how did all, like, how do you come up with an idea of, hey, we need an LGBTQ plus supporter group at a sporting thing? Like, where does that even come from? You guys want to give us a quick, like, the two minute drunk history version? (laughs) Sure. I mean, it's interesting hearing you guys talk about, you know, the supporters culture and seeing it from 2017 to the present. You know, I was a soccer fan, grew up playing soccer, refereed soccer, was excited about the team, season ticket holder, started in 2017. And then, but my unique experience was that I didn't have friends that automatically wanted to go to the matches with me. I was, I didn't know anybody that loves soccer like I love soccer. So then when I started going to the games and I saw these Facebook friends checking in, all these gay Facebook friends, I was like, wait, where where'd they come from? You know, mm. and I was like, okay. And I found another season ticket holder, Nick Jones. <clears throat> we founded the group because, you know, when you're talking about, Kat, how welcoming the culture is, I didn't know that. But by starting All Stripes, it gave me the courage to be out at a sporting event that I didn't really know I could do in Georgia. Right. I mean, Georgia has a a big point in this state. Yes. Yes. You know, Georgia Mm. is not the most, it's not Portland. It is not Portland. (laughs) It is not New York. And we forget that living in Atlanta, go OTP. Right. Right. So that start was, I think by, seeing then once we started and we started tailgating that footy mob all the other groups came to us and said wow we love what you're doing if you need help here's you know here's some bylaws here's here's how you need to get started i mean that support from the supporters community then propelled us to be able to become official and you know that for me is and the other, the other thing is that now we are that welcoming group, and I'm sure each one of you too, that if you're a single person and maybe your partner doesn't like soccer, you can come and hang out with All Stripes. We're going to take you on. You're going to be family. We're going we're gonna, to, you know, and, and that's what we have. We have some people that are like, yeah, my partner hates soccer, but I come and I feel like family at the All Stripes events. So join the party. Yeah. Lovely. Curtis, I, I feel like I'm doing this a lot, but you know, you know, same question. How do you, um, how do you come up with something like a footy mob? Uh, I come from a long line of friends who love a good party, but at its basis, I mean, two things. One, like our viewing of MLS at the time, you know, 2014, was that a lot of things were a lot of the same from a distance. I mean, once you get to know people in other cities, you realize how different they are. But the presentation locally that you could see from afar was that it was very homogenous. And a lot of that is on the league for just trying to create one package and go, here's American soccer, please enjoy. And we wanted to make sure that if you came to Atlanta, it was going to be as fun and as weird of a time as everything Atlanta is. But then also underneath that is, I mean, non-African soccer, if we're being honest, has a very strange diversity problem of 
wanting to co-opt the look and the appeal of a Thierry Henry, but not wanting to engage with Thierry Henry. And so there are so many Black soccer fans worldwide who don't feel comfortable in stadiums, the players who don't feel comfortable in stadiums, and finding a way to say, like, we're here and we're not going anywhere, and having that safe space to, you know what, if you've only ever played FIFA, cool, come out anyway. If you played, great, come out. If you never played, come out. If you have no idea what we're doing, but you see a party, you want to know why, great, come out. Because every game is someone's first game. And when you particularly come from some disadvantaged communities, all you need is that invitation. And a lot of times soccer is, for all of its diversity that it does have, is really great at rolling up that carpet for in, against anybody going, oh, well, you didn't play, you don't belong here. Oh, well, you don't know this, why are you here? And we want it to be a group that can reach out to a large minority in Atlanta and in, I mean, majority within the city limits and say like, hey, this is a space for you. Don't feel like this was something that was reserved for people who live in the suburbs or lived on the Northern side of town or those who played it because it was available at their high schools. It's for everybody. And there's somebody that looks like you at every level of the sport and you can enjoy it just as much, if not more than others. And there is no barrier to entry. I, I think what I, what I hear from both of you and I just, you know, is, you know, what, what the Gulch community has created is, is really one where no one is really unwelcome. Like, and, and, you might think you're this outcast or you're this outsider, but there's always a space that's going to welcome you and not only welcome you, but where you're going to find other people that align with you, regardless of, of what that is. So, you know, I think it's, it's really, you talk about, you know, everybody talks about the beautiful game. This is the thing that makes the game beautiful, which, you know, I'm super lucky to be part of, honestly, I don't know how I looked into this on. Um, all right. So Curtis, you run a supporter group, you know, you do all this stuff, you know, I know you work really, really hard. Not that anybody else doesn't work, you know, everybody here works hard. So because you're part of this community and you've been so involved with it, what is the coolest thing that you've gotten to do because you're part of an SG? I know it's going to sound really, really strange for me to give this answer, but like the tailgate when we won the championship. Oh man. Like, I probably worked the hardest that day out of any day yeah. I've ever worked, but it was worth it under that cold rainy night to see everyone else having fun to like have people show up. The guy who brought the pig for the barbecue was like, what is this? Yeah. I'm staying and see like the excitement of everyone else. That man stood out in the rain and served a pig, two whole pigs because he was like, what is Yo, this? This is was cool. It was cold as hell. It was raining. I didn't care. Nobody cared. I was out there for four hours volunteering. That was the most fun, the most memorable night I, I, I've had that, you know, there's a few moments in, in your life, you probably count them on one or two hands that you can just, that are just seared in your brain. And I'm so glad that, you know, some for the better and some for the worse. This one was for the better. That night was, that night was incredible. I, I was cold i i know i was cold i'm sure i was i didn't feel it 
I felt nothing. I was just so happy. That that tent was literally bouncing up to the bridge bouncing. and down and up to the Yo. bridge and down and up to the bridge and down. And we were all bouncing with it. And, you know, I, I, I it might honestly be trying to, re, you know, one of the reasons I do, you know, all this stuff is trying to recapture the way that night felt. Because yes. it really was just something so once you've had special. a taste and it was so of organic like, and, and natural with everybody. Yeah. But you know everybody. what? Like if we let's say we beat uh Toronto in twenty nineteen. Yeah. And I don't think the party if we were to have that party again the next year, it's not as good. It's nowhere so you, near as good. You never now forget your first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? Suffered? Because we would have earned that yeah. party. I, I agree with where you're going with this. I agree. Yeah. Suffering. Yeah. Suffering. The suffering like the next yeah. party, like who like there's gonna be so many kids named Yorgos Yakamakis Smith <laughs> in certain zip codes. That's right. And it's gonna be like amazing. We can be better. It's like 2017, we were a little like people hate us. They're like, uh, you did not invent soccer. Please stop Atlanta, please go away. Then we won. Yeah. They're like, oh, now we have to deal with them. Oh, and I now that we've been that, down and we came back, it's going to be like, no, we earned this and we're going to party like the way we know how. And by the way, this time we got glitter and we're leaving it everywhere <laughs> in the city. And it's going to be like a, per a great party because we went without it and we had to earn our way back to it. That's right. Now is a it. great time to get on this fucking train right now <laughs> if you haven't already this is a perfect time because curtis is right when we do this thing and we are gonna do this thing this year or at least be better see i'm a little i'm a little not safe with the cosmetics. I'm, I'm a little i'm, I'm all right just give me the cup now um it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be great and believe me guys you're listening to this thing and you're still not a part of a, a supporters group maybe you feel like uh i don't know enough about soccer i, I just mm, do i want to be a part of that is there is it gonna be this kind of weird thing or am i gonna be welcomed included like it's kind of odd now's the time now's the time to get a part of this you're coming in at just the right time where this thing is going to be lit this year I almost think the next one is going to be bigger than the first one. And I think why, and I get the first one's going to be the best. It's going to be the original in terms of a cup celebration. But I think what the team has been through in the, the two to three years after the 19, the 20, you know, the, 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 the roster challenges we had, I think making it through all of that and coming out on top again yes. without having to hopefully knock on, I'm not even going to say it um, in terms of a timeline, but the next time we're able to do it, I think, I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be massive for sure. I'm saying a timeline this year. Go ahead, John. <laughs> it's all right. Nor Norbert, Norbert, what's the coolest thing you've gotten to do because uh, you're super involved in an SG? Um, I think for me personally, I have absolutely loved the team inviting supporters to go to, to go to the training facility, mm. um, to watch practice, to participate with the, like literally be on the, on the training field with some players. I've done it a couple of times. It's super fun. <laughs> Lennon remembered me the second year from work from from being on the the skills challenge with him the first year. Oh, wow. I, I love he's my favorite player, so I absolutely loved it. Wait, wait, um, wait. He's my he's 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 one of mine too. He's one of mine too. I love I, I love, love Brooksy. Brooksy for captain. Brooksy. Brooksy I'm totally fine with him being captain. He's such a genuine guy that that loves sure. 
this team and loves this city and the community and the supporters. And he shows that. I mean, the man remembered your name. He remembered you. He knew you. He did. And he he works his ass off. He's worked. I mean, he came in in 2019, knew there were things to improve and has been amazing. You know, last year was a great growth year. So So, yeah, I think it's just the engagement with the team, the being able to kind of like literally be on a field with players, which is, I mean, how many times does someone in the NBA get to, like, who, who's an NBA fan get the chance to go to a practice with Michael Jordan, you know, hanging out? Like, it's not you a thing you hear happening you other don't places. get to do it. I'm only doing it because I'm being paid to, you know, yeah. courtside. You know, I'm not part <laughs> – even even the sixth man at the Hawks, who, who do a great job of supporting the team, they don't get what you're talking about at practices, yeah. talking to players, having conversations, and having them remember who you are. Mm-hmm. Feeling love, feeling appreciated, feeling heard and known like that is it's, it's not real. It's unheard of. It doesn't happen anywhere else. What we have here is special. David, do you, David, do you, do you have a favorite thing that you've gotten to do? Yes, yes, for sure. And I mean, it's it's interesting, Curtis, talking about the um, the MLS Cup. My favorite, um, you know, memory, team memory is being in the supporter section that night, you know, and seeing the cup. But the, the best thing that I've been able to do as a part of being now an official supporters group is carrying the spike into the state. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, that was amazing. Walking in, all eyes are on you, carrying the spike, you know, this it's thing cool. that all of these people have signed and that was just such a symbolic, you know, moment that was extraordinary. And it represents everybody that does that has volunteered for their SG in some way significantly to be able to get that privilege. And um, anybody can start, you know, we welcome everybody to come out. I was going to say, when you're talking about um, going about, you know, you don't have to know soccer, in almost every one of our kickoff events for All Stripes, we've had a soccer 101 section, which is awesome. We teach people that. offsides, you know, because people are like, hey, you guys seem fun. We want to come, but we want to learn a little bit more about the sport. Well, we do that. You know, you don't have that. to know anything. Come and join us. We'll teach you. I yeah, love I, I- that because there is that thing. Curtis was talking about it earlier, that stigma of like we're, we're kind of the sport, not we, when I say we, but the sport in general can kind of be elitist in the, in that way of, oh, you don't know the sport, we're soccer. We don't, you know, we, we don't welcome people who don't know anything about the sport. And the fact that you're holding a little soccer 101 uh, uh, group uh, to just, that that speaks to how, how genuine the love is for this game and the love is for the people who might be interested in loving this game as much. Like you've got to put work into this thing. And we're not afraid of putting in that work. You're not afraid of putting in that work. My Lord, how hard all you guys work. And that's a really good example of like, all right, so how do we grow this thing beyond people that already love the game? That's that's beautiful, man, to, to welcome in people. And then they're going to do the same thing because they show they, they, they were a recipient of that love. And you're going to want to pass that forward. Ah, man, that's beautiful. I love that. I think I think love something that. that I've experienced um, sometimes is people they're they're like, oh, you know, they see me wear something like, oh, you big Atlanta United fan? I'm like, yeah, you know, and I, without you know having the time to elaborate, you know, I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> and um, they're like, I haven't been to a game yet. What's it like? I'm like, dude, 
it's the best party in town. It's like, literally, they're like, oh, well, I, I just, I don't really know anything about soccer. I'm like, you don't have to. I, I, I tell, I'm like, just come to the match. It's absolutely fucking infectious just being there. And you don't, you know, I'll, I'm like, you can, you can get some, you can get some seats that are a little bit higher up. If you want to just chill, you can come, you can come into it. You know, one of the, one of the close to, if not in the supporter section and go absolutely hog wild if you feel like it, or you can sit with people who really, you know, sit down and like to analyze what the game is about, you know, like kind of like where, how Glenn and I started or, um, or you could just stand up in the gen and the general admission and just drink a beer and just be there. And for some reason, every person that's ever listened to me about that, they keep going back. You know, they're like, Oh cat, man, I went to, I finally went to my first game and I was like, Oh yeah. Awesome. What'd you think? And they're like, Oh, I can't wait to go back. And that's, they don't necessarily have to know about soccer. That's the key thing about it is that they don't, they don't have to, but they just seem to want to. After that, you can talk to anybody in the crowd about like in the stands that you're sitting around about if you have a question about a rule or why a whistle was blown. Yeah. Like we met, we, the, the folks who sit behind me in my section, like have been season ticket, well, we've been a season ticket holders for a couple of years. And so the folks who have been behind us have been there for several years and we got to know them mm-hmm. and we get invited to Christmas parties and we invited them to our wedding. Like you really like going and just opening yourself up to the experience and, and not being afraid to talk and ask questions. It really kind of rounds out the experience and it makes it very fulfilling as well, which is an odd thing to say about a spectator sport or well, being a spectator at a sport. I, I think when you talk about what's fulfilling and, and you're hitting the nail on the head with, you know, just the random strangers and the people that live in your city and are a part of your community being effective positively in, in these ways that we create this community space. And then ultimately I think the openness serves the community. And that's a really big part of what the Gulch does. It's not just, okay, Hey, we're going to throw this great party. We're also going to be welcoming and inclusive and make the Atlanta community a better place. And I know that each supporter group has its own community focus that they, you know, different community focuses, different aspects. Um, so I'd love for for you, David, to talk a little, David or Norbert, either one of you, to talk a little bit about the community service projects uh, that All Stripes is involved because community service is really at the core of what most supporter groups function is. Yeah, so we... Um... We tend to throw like throughout the season, we'll throw some, we'll throw different fundraisers, um, most and and also just try to get out into the the the, the LGBT spaces within 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 Atlanta for you know for visibility, so people understand there's visibility there. Um, so we'll you know with with all of the 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 hubbub about drag queens and everything, we have, we will throw a drag bingo. Um, and we partner with, um, with, uh, maybe some storytelling. <laughs> no story. We, we probably should ask them to do that next time. That's actually a great idea. So, well, and we will always just kind of raising money for, um, for other groups, uh, for, for organizations around the city. Um, we've supported Georgia equality. Um, we also support soccer in the streets. Um, we have them kind of set up at our tent, which I think a lot of the SGs do throughout the season. Um, Great organization. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so we help support them. Um, and yeah, we like well, we do that through ticket donations and also kind of giving space um, to them to kind of set up and spread the word. So mm-hmm. we're really just trying to get out into the community, um, support the community through fundraisers and, and, and stuff like that. Curtis, what are, what are, you, what are your uh, community support goal? What are the community support goals of, of Footy Mob? What, what 
Give, just give us a few of the projects that, that footy has been involved in and, you know, maybe some goals you guys have for this year. So some of the big ones we've been involved in, uh, partnership against domestic violence. Uh, we've always tried to make a big donation to them every year. Uh, I mean, people need to feel safe more places than our state, and most importantly at home. And if getting someone to a safe place that's outside their home is what's important, we're always here to support that. Uh, we've started doing things like if we hear about a team that needs shorts for a kit, needs jerseys for a kit, if we can step in and provide those, we just buy them outright and we donate them and we go, hey, here's the shorts you all need. Here are the jerseys that you all need. It's something that we used to do back in 2017, 2018, and we sort of got away from it. Now we're back to just going access to the game is super, like the game is fun. It sells itself. But there are these little rules like you need to have matching uniforms for your team. If we can fill that need for somebody, we're going to do it. Uh, and we always like to, if we can, pay for, you know, a league entry for a kid here and there. Make sure that money isn't a barrier to them playing because there's so many kids who are A, talented, B, could use the activity or the exposure or the team building that it brings and we don't want 50 to $75 to be the thing that stops them. So we like to jump in those gaps and go, don't worry about it. We got it. Awesome. So while we're on the subject of 2024, you, uh, you got any plans for this season that you might want to tease a little bit as far as, uh, different events, any big old changes, anything, uh, any, anything hot off the press you want to drop about what's going to happen for 2024, uh, for footy mob. Not yet. Maybe after Sunday, which is our kickoff party for those who are listening. But then after that, we'll be releasing a whole bunch of information about fun things to do and when and where to be. Okay. And uh, Norbert, David, do you guys have any plans yet in place for 2024? Uh, we are definitely going to be doing our Pride Watch Party, um, our Away Watch Party in June, which we also have our uh, – amateur uh drag competition so we encourage folks from the s from all the sgs to come out and participate and the winner gets to choose who uh who don't or where the funds that are donated go um through different auctions of different events and um, of different items and stuff like that uh most of the board is new this year so we're uh, we're all getting our feet a lot of them are getting their feet under them so we we have a lot of uh planning to to do um but we'll definitely be putting that info out soon so, um, you know, as you guys are starting to drop all your plans and everything like that, how I, I'm not a member, how do I become part of this like vibrant, amazing soccer awesomeness? If, if I wanted to join all stripes, how would I find you? What does it cost? Do you have any membership levels? Like, give me all the deets on that. Uh, box of sprinkles. <laughs> cost a box. Sprinkles, sprinkles are sprinkles always included. They're always free. <laughs> Um, no, you just go to allstripesatl.com um, and you can sign up right there. You can also find us at any of the tailgate, any of the home tailgates. Um, membership is for us uh, this year will be 30, um, but it comes with not just, it comes with your, you know, with a scarf. Um, we put out a new scarf every year. This year we're actually engaging our membership to have a design contest for it. So that should be super fun. Um, yeah. So uh, it'll, uh, Lily, uh, I believe you need to get involved in this. If just saying that's Glenn's uh, fiance. I, I will let her. Oh, I will let her know. She's a graphic um, artist and she's brilliant. 
No. Oh, I would love it. Sh- shame on me for not for not having <laughs> uh, my my um, membership dues in yet. I will. Someone um, doesn't read All-Star his Stripes member cars. emails. And, <laughs> I, I know. Uh, and uh, the All Stripe shirt with the the sash um, is still one of my my all time favorite shirts. I fucking love that shirt. Yeah, we're looking to do another um, jersey this. Swag. We're looking to do another jersey this year. We're trying to get a local, um, uh, a gay business owner to kind of collaborate with us on that. Um, so we're gonna hopefully, hopefully have that out and the ordering information out for that soon or within the next couple of months once we get that get that up and running. So there's an opportunity to get a new one. Yeah, and follow us on our social media, of course, All Stripes ATL, Facebook, Instagram. You know, that's a place where you can just get to know our community, follow our events and come out. All of our events, whether you're a member or not, you're welcome to join us. So we really welcome everybody to come out, try us out and uh, see where we are. And if you like it, volunteer, consider volunteering. That's something we every SG always needs is is folks who are impassioned and want to give a little time. It doesn't have to be every tailgate. It doesn't have to, you know, does you don't have to make a season long commitment whenever you want to volunteer. Um, I think that's a message that I think every SG would, would, would send out there as well, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, and it's fun. And, and, you know, if you're looking to meet new people and make some new friends and whatever, there is no better way to do that than volunteering at a supporter group event, because uh, you will talk to a hundred strangers and walk away with a hundred friends. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Uh, Curtis, uh, over to you. How do, how does one become a member of footy mob and, uh, in the process, maybe get some dope swag. So, uh, you just go to footymob.com. Uh, membership is $30. If you're single, it, I think it's 45 for couples and 65 or 70 for family. Uh, you just join and then you'll see where you can choose your membership level after that. And every member gets a scarf in the patch. We're doing a Jersey this year. And the bit of news that I will tell is uh, Jennifer already knows this is there's a couple hockey Jersey designs that uh-huh. are well, in and try to have those in time for the fall when it gets chilly. Uh, just some little something. Long Blue lands coming back. Okay. Uh, All I can tell it, you is that they're fire. Ooh. It's been a whole, like, I literally saw Centennial 38G from Colorado had them. And I was like, I need that. And I want to design that. them. Let's see what happens. And yes. Jennifer saw the results from that. So we're going to have those for the fall. Jennifer, you've been holding out. That's great. Us. You know, if I see one, if I see I love one it. more, I love if I see surprise. one more That's Atlanta awesome. Falcons scarf, it's going to kill me. But I love the idea of bringing. <sighs> other kind of sporting ideas into that so i love and jennifer she's gonna shit a brick when she gets to wear that thing so it's gonna be great yes <laughs> yes That's yes awesome. i am yes i am i i already yeah. I, already, pre- I already pre-ordered 12 um <laughs> no, it's what you're all getting for christmas this year Yay! okay good Everybody gets one. <laughs> That's wonderful. You get a jersey and you get a jersey and now i'm now i'm done now i'm done being oprah um, so I guess, you know, that, that's, I, I think that, that pretty much you guys answered all of our questions and, you know, thank you guys so much for, you know, giving your time and talking about yes, this. Oh my God. And, um, so, so Curtis, if people have, you know, it, it, Curtis Norbert, if people have questions about the Gulch, if people have questions about the, you know, supporter community in general, is there a best contact point, you know, through, you know, an email or, 
you know, is there one social media platform you guys answer more than another? Like, you know, what's the best way to reach people? Uh, for all stripes, we're pretty active on Facebook. We're, we're, um, we actually randomly just got access back to our Instagram account. We somehow lost all of that. Don't not sure what happened there, but um, so Facebook is where we're most engaged right now. Instagram very much this season will be will be new. Um, or just send a, an email to um, info at allstripesatl.com with any questions, or put it on the Facebook group and and the all the entire boards on there. So we'll answer your questions and, and welcome you in, Curtis. Yeah, just uh, find us at, at Footy Mob on all platforms or send us an email at info at footymob.com and one of us will respond back to you and uh, answer all your questions, including winning lottery numbers of some sort somewhere at some time. Maybe not now, but maybe they're past, but they were winners at some point. <laughs> Love it. My Love boss it. used to, my boss Love used that. to hand out. Um, he used to, or one of my, one of my bosses used to hand out every Friday. He would hand, he would hand, out, or every time the the Mega Millions got really big, he would go out and he would buy like I don't know, hundred dollars worth of tickets or something like that, and he would give one out to everybody. He said, "All right, I get ten percent if you win." And I'm like, that could be a lot, man. Can I just? Okay, that's that's good potential. Can I just not tell you if I win. <laughs> He said, "Here you go." Maybe that's the strategy to win the lottery. Right. Just happy start Friday. I get ten percent if you win. Everybody, but I get finder's <laughs> right. fee. Finder's right. fee. Um, All right. Well, cool. Um, we like Jennifer was saying. We really appreciate everybody being on this. This is important, um, particularly for for me. Absolutely. Um, just because uh, I get emotional about it, but um, my life is just is just better because. Uh, when I moved to Atlanta in 2012 for work reasons, because the film and TV industry uh, was blowing up here and I work in film and TV, or at least I used to before <laughs> all these strikes and AI took over all our jobs, um, I, I didn't really have that that friend network um, outside of film people. And I love film people, but I'm tired of hanging out with them. And and this gave me a, a sense of of belonging it gave me a sense of purpose. Like I feel this need and I always have to, to do something, to give back, to be involved and feel like I'm doing more than just sucking air and, and breathing it back out into the world that I'm having some sort of tiny little impact on some tiny part of the world and being part of um, a supporters group gives me that. So um, it doesn't happen in the dark. It doesn't happen in a vacuum and just things just happen. Tailgates just pop up out of nowhere. Um, it takes a ton of effort. It takes a ton of time and sacrifice. And it, it doesn't happen unless people decide to make it happen. And you all decided to make it happen. And you do it every damn day. You've done it every damn season. Uh, whether the seasons have been good or less good. Um the support's never wavered. It's, it's always been there and it's always grown year to year. It's just getting bigger and bigger and better and more inclusive. Yeah. Everything um, that Atlanta United is like, wouldn't be yeah. what it is without the supporters groups. It is 100% no, a key <laughs> factor to why Atlanta United and the sport is what it is. You know, they say that soccer doesn't have fans. It has supporters and the groups come together and we, and we make it happen and we make it we make Glenn cry 
And that's the biggest part of my life. Yes, let's do it. And I, I really, you know, want to take this opportunity as well to thank you all for the tremendous amount of, of work and the tireless hours that you guys put into making the making making the experience and and making making Atlanta a better Atlanta. Because I, I think right. all of the groups together, I think the Gulch if there's one thing that that's what we're here for, that's what we're here for. And and it's wonderful to see how the city has evolved in so many positive ways since the advent of supporter culture in this town. And Absolutely. you guys have had a huge amount of influence on it. So thank you. Thank you for that. That's right. All righty. We'll wrap it up there before I do start crying. God damn it, Kat. Thank you very much for listening. As always, we'll be back next week with part four of our supporter group shows where we will have representatives from La Dose and Resurgence on to tell their stories. And in all likelihood, get me all teary eyed. Once again, we will keep that streak alive. All right, y'all. We'll talk to you then. Should you play some Sarah McLaughlin to end that episode? Go out on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Show, yeah and show some homeless puppies in the arms of <laughs> in the arms